the breakdown, I mean, it made me, I mean, I went crazy, like meaning I started to tell people how I really felt about them. It was almost like I had vomit of the mouth. You know, I still work on myself, but I can tell you I have been great ever since. And I think a lot of that is attributed to the fact that I was able to let things out to everybody during that breakdown time, really feel like who I truly am and just fall into it. Hey family, I'm Katrina and you're doing life with Lakeisha on Living Her Truth. Welcome to the Living Her Truth podcast, where we have honest conversations about what it means to live a purpose-driven life. I am your host, Lakeisha Woodard from LakeishaWoodard.com, the place where women receive the tools necessary to feel seen, heard, and supported while pursuing their purpose. And now every week, you'll learn those same tools through candid and transparent conversations. Hey family, welcome to another episode. I am so excited that you are here. I do not take it lightly that you decided to hit that play button and spend about an hour of time with me. So with that being said, I want you to know that I'm 100% invested in your self-awareness journey. So you better believe that I am bringing my A-game every week to provide you the tools necessary to live a more fulfilled and purpose-driven life. Well, family, Mental Health Awareness Month is coming to an end, but that doesn't mean the conversations should end. We had some really deep and transparent conversations this month that I hope bless you in a way that you need it. And we can all agree that despite how deep the conversations were, that they were needed, right? We can agree on that. And if you missed the episode, please go back and listen, go back and download, and then share your favorite conversation with somebody that you know. I promise you, you won't regret it because simply by sharing an episode with someone else is literally adding blessings to their life because you never know what somebody is going through and what they're experiencing. So please don't just keep living her truth to yourself. Share it with somebody that you know. Now, to wrap up the month with a nice little neat bow, I want to dive into a conversation about our self-worth. When dealing with a mental illness or healing from trauma, our self-worth can most likely take a hit. And I need you to understand that despite your experience, your value and your worth has not diminished in any capacity at all, period, point blank. God is still using you. So it's important that we work on how we view ourselves so we can believe what God already knows about us. So on today, I'm sitting down with my friend, my new sister friend that I recently added to my support team about uh, almost a year ago now. Her name is Katrina Jefferson. Katrina is going to share her personal journey with us on how she was able to rebuild her self-worth by strengthening and leaning on her faith. And if you're anything like me and you love a good come up story, then you're definitely going to enjoy this conversation because Katrina's journey has so many different um, pockets of information that we can actually relate to. She has experienced so much on her journey that I think all of us can relate to and find a piece of ourselves in her journey. But before we get into the conversation, I want to um, formally induce Katrina to you. 
Katrina Lachelle Jefferson is a media relations professional and business consultant orbiting tech, entertainment, fashion, and beauty. For over 13 years, Katrina has worked with a variety of clients across a diverse set of industries to develop and execute unique promotional content and campaigns that capture the attention of tastemakers, influencers around the globe. And now she's here on Living Her Truth to share her story of how she was able to rebuild her self-worth in order to become this PR mogul. So, you guys, sit back and take a listen to my conversation with Katrina Jefferson. Hey, Katrina girl. Hey, hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for saying yes to having this conversation with me today. Of course. I love the topic. <laughs> I'm excited about the topic. <laughs> but, uh, so, I like to start off every conversation with just talking about how we come to know the person I'm, the guest on my show, or the person that I'm talking to. So I want to do that um, for this episode as well. So you guys, so this is how I met Katrina. Cause I go like, I, I kind of was looking like, what is this for real? <laughs> I got a random email, okay? Asking me, so last year I had a speaking engagement and I was on a panel. And so I got this random email from this woman who was just like, you know, hey, um, I noticed that you're one of the speakers at this event and just wanted to know if you're still going because maybe we connect and, you know, and I'm like, is this for real? Like, is this, <laughs> is this a scammer? Like, is this, is this real? Like, I don't know. Like, what is going on? And so um, I responded to her. Uh, she asked me some, you know, a couple of questions about about the event, about how I was able to like land the the uh, the speaking gig and stuff like that. So I answer those questions because I'm always, you know, here to help. I'm not an information hoarder. Now some people may think that's a bad thing, but I, I'm not though. I'm like, if I got the scoop, I'm gonna give it to you because yeah. I want somebody to give me the scoop. You know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, and so, um, so yeah, so answer a couple of her questions and we started to, you know, communicate through email and then we were just like, you know what, let's meet up at the event. And we did, we connected at, at the event and it was so seamless guys. Like you would have thought, well, at least I think so from people on the outside looking in, you would have thought that we had known each other for like ever. And it wasn't even like, that wasn't even the case. I went to the speaking, to the speaking um, engagement had my books, had my own table, had my books, was told at, about at this event that I was going to have, it was going to provide me with somebody who was going to work my table while I went and like mingle with, you know, the attendees I was there. That didn't happen. They, did, they didn't have anybody for me. And I was really banking on that. And guess who stepped in? My new file friend, Katrina. <laughs> when I say those PR, those PR skills came out, because she's a PR... When I, when I tell you those PR skills came out, I didn't have a lot of decor because I didn't travel with all that. But that woman like fixed up those books real good and put those books on display. Like, girl, let me help, let me help you out. You go over there, you, you go talk to them and let me help you out. See, you know, I got books all standing up and stay displayed. Uh, I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> because my thing is with whatever you have, you just gotta make it work. We're yeah. here. We're here. We're gonna make this work. And mm -hmm. I just sister and I know her bio and I know she just spoke on there oh no 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 we're gonna make this work she's gonna sell some books I'm a buyer and then everybody's happy right and everybody's happy everybody's yeah. happy uh, like if we don't support each other like that to me yeah. can't expect it back right 
So absolutely, absolutely. And so I was just like, oh yeah, I like her, love her. Like we definitely gonna keep in contact. And we have, but I was just so like, I was just so grateful for that because I don't know if anybody else would have done that. You know, I would have, you know, because I would have helped somebody out if I was on, you know, in your shoes and saw somebody struggling. Cause I was struggling, you guys, trying to. <laughs> Because if you see, if you met me at any event, whether or not, you know, I'm speaking or if I'm just a vendor, like I talk to people. I'm not the one sit, standing behind the table, sitting down. I like to talk to people, like, especially because I share my story of transitioning from, you know, victim to survivor sexual abuse. Like women have questions. Like we be having real, I be having real conversations with people. So it meant it meant a lot for Katrina to step up and be like, I'm going to handle your book, go do what you got to do. And so I was able to like comfortably like mingle with the attendees. So thank you, exactly. little girl. Of course. No, I was just grateful to meet you. I was like, oh my God, like this person's on the panel. How did she do it? I was grateful to be there. I'm all about gratitude. If I'm here and I'm in the environment, I'm going to take advantage of the moment and do what I can to make it special for whatever it is. Um, so no, I'm, I feel the same. I'm so glad yeah. we met. Love everything that you're doing. So. Thank you. Thank you so much, honey. And, and you do, cause you even helped me out post that event too, as well, with just like PR tips and stuff like that. I'm telling you guys, it's all about building relationships. I mean, that's not, we already talked about building relationships, but this is just another example <laughs> of what it looks like to build um relationships and it doesn't have to always be about you and we need to be able to accept the help because a lot of times we don't right a lot of times we don't and i feel like ego gets in the way mm -hmm. and that that ego is so big that i'm even i'm even dealing working with someone like that now it's so big it's like sometimes you just gotta let that ego go and go like it's okay if this person mm -hmm. came up with this idea and I want to execute it. It's okay. It's okay. Like yeah. what works for harm in that? I, I don't understand it. And I think that's part of a growth, you know, a growth mindset. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree. And you know, and that's a, that's a great transition into what we're going to be talking about today, which is self-worth. You know, we had a conversation where you share you know your story with me about self-worth and how just like oh my god yeah we definitely have to talk about that on the podcast because yeah i talk about self-awareness a lot but you know self-worth is a it's a part of that it's a part of that too because if you don't feel as though you're worthy if you don't feel as though you're worthy that's going to come across in everything you do how you show up in the world how you think what you say like all of that and Katrina has an amazing, has amazing story. Do you mind telling us about your journey? Of course. So, um, you know, and, and to that point, I just want to say that what my journey showed me was that you can only hide it for so long where you don't feel worthy. You can only hide that for so long and it's going to eventually come out. So it's better for you to like recognize it and just move it. So for me, my journey started when I was 14 and, um, I grew up with my grandparents on my dad's side. So I, yeah, and my, my dad's side is Hispanic and my mom's side African-American. So two totally different cultures, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm visiting, you know, my mom and seeing that culture. And then I'm visiting my, you know, Hispanic grandparents who 
very much, you know, spoke Spanish in the household and like Catholic and like, you know, traditional Hispanic uh, cultural views. Mm -hmm. So at 14, I'll say, I then decided to uh, live with my mom after having gone back and forth between families. And I didn't feel beautiful because I was at a school where, um, you know, either, either you had to look all, you were looking all one way or another. There wasn't a lot of people that looked like in the middle like me, or they thought I was Indian or, you know, whatever it was, right? Which is why I love mixed dish. I'm like, oh my God, like this is exactly my church. <laughs> all those shows though, mixed dish fresh off the boat, like, oh my God, but that's a whole nother story. Okay. So, um, just not feeling pretty. So my grades were amazing, you know, straight A's, good grades. I was active. And this is how I, this is again, back to how I covered it up, right? I was very active, amazing grades, participated in student council. Like I was that girl, I was on top of it with everything. So that started in elementary, but moving to middle. Um, but I felt like I needed you know, straight hair. I felt like um, my skin wasn't light enough. I felt, and this is, you know, even hanging around African-Americans, which is what I gravitated toward. Like that's what I, that, that was my, my group, my crew in middle school, all black. So it, it, it's not like I wasn't seeing that too, but there was something about my own, right? My own self-worth that I just wasn't feeling worthy. So I felt like I had to manifest excellence in other ways okay so 14 so we get to high school and in high school i'm like you know again same thing good grades in everything i choreographed like several dance routines cheerleader basketball track i was involved in everything um and again this was covering everything up i also got like best dress because i i love to like you know all the fashion stuff i was all up in it so you know it's like this this continued right all the way through high school now i then you know apply for college so now i'm in you know 11th grade taking the test applying for schools so here's where my self-esteem elevated because i then got into berkeley i got into uc davis i got into spelman you know so i right so i'm I'm like around smart women okay (laughs) okay you know so I was like oh this is that that gave me the boost that I needed I was like oh wow this is I'm gonna do this and first in my family to go to college so that was another major major milestone so I I then felt all this pressure right because now you're carrying the load of like I gotta do well like it doesn't matter where I'm going now I'm taking this doing well to a whole new level Mm -hmm. um moved across the country decided to go to Spelman College. Uh, number one, liberal arts, all women, like I was all over it. HBCU, like loved it. The experience, everything, it just heightened my awareness. Mm-hmm. But uh, now we pivot back down because I'm around people who had better study habits, people who, um, you know, cause I grew up, it was just middle class. Like it wasn't like, you know, but I, my study habits were non-existent cause A's came easy to me. Then I got to Spelman and it was like, no, like you need to figure out how to study. So, you know, I'm watching my roommate and she's studying well and other people around me. So I had to pick that up, but I had to work. 
like three jobs in order to stay there. So I barely had food because my family, you know, we, they just, we couldn't afford all of that stuff. I had fighting for financial aid. So there's all these other issues that started coming into play. And then again, it goes back to my self-worth, right? I wasn't feeling pretty again because I wasn't around all the cool kids. Like, actually, I was around all the cool kids, but I was at work most of the time, you know? So it's, again, I, I just started, my self-esteem, it hit me. So even though I was at this great school and should have been so happy, right? That wasn't the case. I wasn't. And it was manifesting out. And then my grades started dropping. Like all of these things started happening. I started tearing up inside and I was losing my relationship with God. That was another thing is that I had such a strong relationship. And I think that's what carried me through elementary, high school, middle school, carried me through. But when I got to college and started having fun, it just, it, it all that just went out the door. Right. And it shouldn't have, like, even though we had convocation and we, we had to go to Sunday mass and all that stuff, like I did all of that but I still didn't have the same connection. And I felt that. Um, so, you know, again, the dip. So I still dipped and it didn't feel good. So I decided, I finished, decided to come back home, get another degree again to build myself up, right? I'm doing, so you have to keep in mind throughout this journey, I'm doing all these things to build myself up because I couldn't find like, I'm like, what is missing? Like, why do I feel so insecure? Mm. So then my whole 20s, insecure the whole my whole 20s like I I, I'm look I look back on that time and I had a lot of fun but honey I mean the decisions I made were just based off insecurities like even getting that second degree because I saw people around me doing that so I just thought well let me just go do it and I did it Mm -hmm. but still it's like maybe I could have made a better decision on where and what and when Mm -hmm. um worked in fashion worked in tech and in tech and then that worked for you too, because you, when you went to college, that made you feel good. So of course you're gonna go back to what made you feel good the last time. So I understand why you got the the second degree. Yeah, right, right, exactly. It's those feelings. And so I'm coming back to my family, who me being the first, they don't didn't really understand, right? Because you're you're still developing an understanding of all the things I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So went back to school, you know, worked for a nonprofit and that made me feel good because I was able to give back. So then that started my mentorship journey, right? And I started giving back way more and I started to feel good. So when people say like giving back makes you feel good, it's not so cliche. Like it's so true. I did it for years uh-huh. and it, it, it does make you feel good. I mean, that was the spark. Sometimes I was just the only spark in my day. Mm-hmm. So went through all that stuff and you would think on the outside, everything looked great, but it just wasn't. And I just had all these internal conflicts and things that I was going through. Um, I, you know, kept myself focused, just focused on my career path, things I wanted to do. And again, back to self-worth, super insecure in my twenties. So when I hit my thirties, you know, now I'm getting married, um, you know, which made me so super happy. So that was like, again, lifting myself up, doing these things to lift myself up. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, it, there was no pressure around that part of it. The only pressure was, of course, me running into something committed where, like, I think I mentioned earlier on, like, my dad wasn't really around. So I never got to really view from my dad. And I'm not blaming him because, you know, now I, I mean, I've 
went to therapy and all this stuff and I realized what I could have been viewing instead of him, which was my grandparents, but, you know, saw my dad and, um, we, uh, didn't have a relationship. And I think sometimes when you have, like you're missing a parent, I do think there's something about that, that you're just missing. They're naturally there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're just missing that balance. So my mom, super strong grandmothers super strong you know like I never had a problem grandparents on both sides actually strong gave me that like balanced I had that but there was still something missing there so when I when I met Richard he to me was the combination of both grandparents and I just I just fell in love I'm like oh my god like this is this is it this is the person I don't know if he likes me but this is the person okay so we went through that, you know, and again, self-worth elevates, but then something happened after I had my first child where, um, I had a breakdown and, um, you know, I don't even want to start crying. Oh my God, this is crazy. Oh, don't, don't, don't. But both going to be crying, girl. I know. Oh God. But I know it was nothing but God. Because all that self-worth, all those issues and insecurities that I went through and had been fighting finally just came to the forefront and I broke down. Like I thought I was going crazy. And part of that was postpartum with my kid. I, you know, I read up on it and I, I do believe that. I also visited a counselor at church and they told me part of that too. And like things that are symptomatic and things to watch for um, got back tight with God so that I could really establish that strength that I needed. Mm -hmm. And the breakdown, I mean, it made me, I mean, I went crazy, like meaning I started to tell people how I really felt about them. It was almost like I had vomit in the mouth and just started just coming up with all this stuff. This is why I say it was nothing but the I mean, I hear women go through that and never thought I would have been the one. I have to say, and I've never shared this, <laughs> except for with my immediate family knows, but I, I, I entered myself into a mental facility because I thought that I was going crazy. And no, everyone was like, you're fine, you're fine. I'm like, I'm not fine. I'm always the strong one. I'm always, like I told you, I always got everything together. I wasn't fine. I went to this mental hospital. Let me tell you what happened. I, I told my husband to drive me. He thought, I, he's like, what's happening? He just was okay because he followed what I wanted to do. He was very understanding. He asked me if he needed to stay. I said, just let me, I'm just going to go. I need to stay the night here. I'm, I'm, something is wrong with my head. So uh, there's a priest that comes in to the mental hospital. The priest came in and the priest was like, um, you know, hon, this is just your journey. I don't believe that there's anything wrong with you after speaking to you. I just want to pray with you. Let's talk about some of the things that are coming up for you. And, and let's continue your journey with God and talk about how you can do that. For me, that worked for me. Everybody has their own, you know, spiritual journey. That worked for me. We talked about it. I'm the type of person that likes to write things down. I wrote it down. And I just stuck to the plan. The next morning, I left. And I'm telling you, first of all, I'd say we got our bill, because I was really worried about that. We got a bill 
maybe three weeks later, mm-hmm. still nothing. Um, it was zeroed out. Like it was almost like an angel had just was like, girl, you fine. I mean, the bill was probably like $1,500 that we didn't have at the time to, to just give like that. So it, it was wiped out. I still don't know to this girl, day. Don't make me cry. I, don't not make me cry. Oh my God. So I'm telling you, it's very, it's very emotional. And this is why I know there's something greater. Whatever it is, there's something greater. And I strongly believe it. Um, craziness, right? So, so yeah. So from there, again, path to self-worth. Um, I have been, you know, I still work on myself, but I can tell you I have been great ever since. And I think a lot of that is attributed to the fact that I was able to let things out to everybody during that breakdown time, really feel like who I truly am and just fall into it and just have no, not trying to be this wife for for Richard, not trying to be this perfect mom, not trying to be like what I had done my entire life, which I still did things I love, but still there was this facade. There was some kind of weird facade I had. I let, as soon as I let all that go, honey, it's been an upward hill. Even when I'm broke, I'm fine. I'm happy. Like, it's just, it's because you can't, you can, that's why I said for self-worth, as far as that's concerned, you can only hold stuff in and have a facade for so long. It's going to come out at some point. So it's better that you just go, you know what? You address issues as they come up because then you become who you truly are faster. And then you, you start to go, wow, I, who I am, wow, who I was created to be like, this works. And you just start to groove. Like, I can't say that enough. Um, so yeah, that, I think that breakdown was very pivotal for me in establishing self-worth so oh mg i didn't even i I didn't even know all of that because i because you know we talked about your journey um a little bit before to discuss what we're going to ask actually talk about here on the podcast but i didn't know that you checked yourself into um a mental hospital that is so brave of you to do if if that's not Cause you know, I talk about all the time, ask for help, ask for help, ask for help. You know, I'm always, you know, saying, telling yeah. us to ask for help. That's asking for help on a whole new nother level because yeah. who would like check themselves into a mental hospital like that? You know, um, not Kelly Rowland, uh, the other girl from Michelle, from oh, Michelle. Kyle, you know, she checked herself into the mental hospital. Um, and I think she got a little bit of slack for for that and i was just like i think that's brave like i applaud her for for doing that like you can't tell people to get help and then when they do it you i mean talk bad about them i mean like don't do that so i just think that's oh my god i think that's so amazing and i had a you know in a previous episode we talked about uh postpartum we talked about mental illness in the previous episode and she talked about how her mom's mental illness, like there was history of mental illness in the family, but she feels as though that in her opinion, her mom's mental illness was triggered by postpartum depression. See, I'm telling you that is so real. It's real. Yes. It's real. And it's real. I think not enough moms 
address it because the areas I've lived in, like, you know, Pasadena, Santa Clarita, like we're, we're all suburbs or nice areas. And when you meet group of moms, like fortunately for me in Pasadena, I had a group of real moms. I mean, all different races, cultures, real with who they were. And if something was wrong, we could say it, but that was, that wasn't common. You would meet moms that everything was fine. Just like the fifties, right? Everything's okay. And it's like, it's, if it's not okay, I'm such an advocate, especially after having gone through that and put my family through what I put them through. I'm such an advocate for taking care of yourself because once you do that, your self-worth, it just increases and it heightens. And you start to realize these things as you continue to move forward. And yes, with postpartum, not enough moms, new moms do that. I've talked to so many and they wonder why. And I'm like, girl, maybe you just need a break. Don't feel like you need to be on all the time. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Man, that's just, that's just right on time because I, I, you know, had that same conversation in a previous episode and she was saying too that her uh, situation was unique because she too ended up getting help from, from the church, from a pastor in the church. She ended up getting help for, for herself and then how, you know, you was able to get help from a priest in the, you know, in the mental hospital. So it's just like, man, so it's like, there's no unique story, if you will, because there's somebody else who have gone through what it is that you've gone through, right? Because in the last, what, couple of episodes of the podcast, you've heard two women say the exact same thing. Our, our stories are, are not unique. They're alike in so many, so many different ways. And I just want to like, give you some kudos and just love on you for for doing that and having the heart to to do that because you was going through a lot of changes in your life you went through a lot of changes and those life changes could have you know did the 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 downward spiral of your self-worth you know growing up with your first off you grew up with your grandparents on your daddy's side like how often does that even happen in the african-american community first off do we even know our daddy let alone living with his parents (laughs) that's what i was looking like really (laughs) because you know it's always the mom's grandmother you know okay that was a little that was a little tangent but yeah Y'all watching the, the video on Facebook. That's why I was looking like that. Like, really? Like, if this was like that is so <laughs> that is so awesome. But um, yeah, no, I was just saying that uh, with all of the the life changes that you was going through, you know, just trying to find yourself in each season and not really knowing um, who you are because you're right. When there's a parent missing, you know, it's something missing in you. I mean, when you grow up with one parent and not the other, even if you have like a step parent in the household, yes. that's not a logical parent not being there. That still leaves a hole in you. And that's exactly it. And especially if you don't, I mean, my dad was in the Marines at the time. And so mm-hmm. he's away and you don't have that connection. Yeah. Like pictures can only do so much. And back then, like there were no cell phones. So it was like me growing up and like, just having to, you know, send pictures to my dad or when he came home, experienced specific moments. And then my dad, this is a whole nother story, but he went through his own journey as well. Mm-hmm. And my parents, I didn't mention this, but they were young. They were 15 when they had me. Mm-hmm. So that's 
mm-hmm. other side to the story. It's like, you know, they're both very young. Mm-hmm. So they have a whole life too. Can you imagine being a baby, having a baby? No. I, yeah. So that's a whole nother dynamic as well. So it's like, you know, I'm fortunate that now we're all close. My dad is just like amazing relationship with the Lord. My mom, we're really tight. Like she's like my best friend, like my sister, everybody's cool. And it took for me to get my own and not blame everybody for everything. And that's why I said, I don't, I don't blame my dad for his situation. I don't no blame. It's just, where am I at? And like, how can I take what I know and develop myself into what I want to be versus blaming continuously different people in the family? What person did you got to get out of that? You got to get out of blame. Even though you, but, even though you didn't blame, I love the fact that you still told everybody how you felt and got it off your chest while you was in the mental hospital. Because I, it's a way to do that. It's a way to speak your mind without blaming. And I love the fact that you got that toxicity out of you. I did. And and honey, I lost, I mean, I lost relationships with friends. I bet. I, I lost, you know, even like, I, I remember someone in my family like going gosh I didn't know you felt that way and I'm like I'm sorry but I have to express this to you this is how I feel like I I mean but then it it caused a tighter bond because I was able to just say how I felt and not cover things up and now the relationship then strengthens Mm -hmm. because they know where you're coming from and why Mm -hmm. um and then the ones that went away I found that they didn't need to be there to be honest they weren't good friends and didn't need to be there. It wasn't anything I said. It was just, oh, this is when, you know, again, retrospect, right? I look back and I'm like, wow, why was I friends with that person? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's also that side of it too. And I think that's part of self-discovery and self-worth as well. Because you know how they say you are like the five people you hang around, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you start to look at that and go, well, who am I hanging around? <laughs> you know? That's why I talk about self-awareness, you know, as a way to help people to uh, embrace their purpose, because once you have embraced purpose and you start to operate, you know, from a place of purpose, a place of purpose, you have no other choice but to evaluate all areas of your life. And that's including your relationships, right? Because to operate in purpose, it's not just you know, me coming on here and use myself as an example. It's not just me coming on here and just talking and sharing my story with people or how I survived sexual abuse or coming up here and just talking to you. But it's also about the relationships I have outside of the podcast. It's also, you know, how I, you know, communicate with my husband. You know, it's, it's also about my, my spiritual life, right? Like purpose needs to affect every area of your life. Exactly. My, my mental health, my finances, how I take care of, of my body. If you, you know, you, you can't change your thinking, but not change your actions. Exactly. It goes hand in hand. Exactly. It goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. And I think a lot of us, we, there's a friction there because we don't want to change. Mm-hmm. Because change means letting go of people. And we, you know, we, we, we stick tied to people for longer than what we need to. Cause some people that, are, in our, are in our lives for a reason. I mean, for a season and that's completely okay. You know, because 
once you healed, oh, it's kind of hard to, you know, still hang around negative people. Exactly. And you found myself like, you know, pretty much alone and rolling solo for a while, which was actually fine for me because I needed to go through that so that I could cleanse and then, okay, now the, you know, the path's clear. Now, who do I want to keep in my circle? Right. That became important. So. Yeah. And I also love the fact too, that the priest told you, maybe there's nothing wrong with you. This is just your journey and you need oh. to, you need to like go through this because this is a part of the journey. I think that is so key, right? Because you didn't know what was going on with you. You thought you was literally losing your mind, right? Because there are people out there that have a mental illness where there's a chemical imbalance in the brain. So you didn't know what was going on. But the fact that he was able to recognize that and recognize the fact that this is just your journey that you just need to go through. But I'm going to hold your hand and we're going to walk through this together. We're going to walk through this together. Let's set a plan that works for you and I. And then I can tell you, like, this will probably work or this might not work. He, they prescribed me some medication. I took none of the medication. Mm. For me, I felt like this was a spiritual walk and I wanted to test that first. So I was like, let me just see if just my relationship with the Lord and also being diligent in a plan will work. And mm. it worked. I didn't need any medication or anything that they prescribed me because I was like, I just knew and something in me was like, you don't even need all that. Just, just get right. Just get right. And just be, be cool. And like, do everything you say you're going to do and mm -hmm. follow. You need to see a therapist, go see a therapist. Like it's okay. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah, absolutely. And so let's, I mean, if, if you listening to this and you're on medications, we're not saying to stop your medications, right? right? Because there are right. literally illnesses out there that causes people to have to take medication. That's uh, right. I, I uh, had a podcast episode with Takia and she shares her story of overcoming, you know, suicidal thoughts. And she takes medication for her, for her depression because of the, you know, there's an imbalance there. So if, if, if that's you, please continue to, to take your to take your medications. But that's not everybody's story in everybody's case, right? Just because you're you're not on medication doesn't mean that there's not no you know, a lack of mental health there that you nope. that you need to strengthen, you know? Exactly. Exactly. It's whatever that's why, and that's why I keep stressing it's whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. It's work for you and however you can move throughout the day and continue on and continue on within your purpose whatever that is for you that's what you have to do mm, and I encourage you to to do that and, and get the help that you need hey if Katrina can you know check herself into a mental hospital you can call up a couple of therapists and ask them what the rates are exactly <laughs> exactly come on come on if she's if she's able to do that you guys can definitely uh can definitely do that too you know i also too love the fact that you was just like let me not try to be the perfect mom or and just like the wife right you literally had to separate yourself and and figure out who is katrina I love that. I love that. Like, what would you tell somebody else who's literally trying to figure that out and trying not to base their self-worth off of their 
their children and their husband and their careers? I would say, you know, stay clear on your own path mm-hmm. and some. And also, you know, what work, what I've seen is like taking 30 days. I love the 30 day barometer to okay. just kind of be cool off like social media, mm-hmm. like, you know, different things yeah. that get away distractions. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would say stay clear and stay on your path and don't get distracted. And if you can just for thir- go like, okay, for 30 days, I'm going to just do X, whatever it is. If it's professional, then you go, okay, for 30 days, if I'm, let's say I have to post on social media, I'll only do that and I'll jump right off and stay focused on other things that I need to be productive. Then do that for 30 days. Or if it's like, oh, I need to, you know, strengthen my relationship with my spouse. Okay. Then for 30 days, figure out what it is you need to do with your spouse, whether it's more dates, you know, um, help being more helpful, more supportive focus and do that because then what's going to come out of it the end result is that you're going to develop an appreciation for whatever that is professional personal whatever and then you're going to continue on in that way you're not that's not going to just stop because you've been doing it now for 30 days so you've now developed some form of a habit and there's going to be something that comes out of it that you like so i i say especially to my millennials like i told you the 20s most fantastic but most difficult right for me so it's like i had so much fun but oh my gosh you're you're torn inside and i hear it from all these people in their 20s like nobody knows what they're doing you think you know everything right so especially for that group i'd say stick to your path and stop looking around stop looking at what everybody else is doing and just hone in. If you can do that for 30 days, mm-hmm. the rest of the time, you're just going to develop great habits for the rest of your life. So. You know what? I love that. You know, doing May, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I've had, you know, several conversations with women, brave women who have shared their testimonies of overcoming some type of trauma in their life, right? Since we're talking about self-worth, in your opinion, how do we get to the point where we believe that we're good people and we're deserving of having happiness. Does that make sense? How do we yes. get to the point where we believe that we are deserving of having good things and having good things happen to us after experiencing, you know, such a traumatic experience because that was trauma. Would you, your story, like what you just described, that's trauma, right? Exactly. I think, you know, the thing that sets, first of all, you have to have continuous and unwavering faith in everything. You have to just, you have to own it. It's almost like you have to wake up in the morning, whether it's meditation, prayer, looking at an affirmation, listening to a positive podcast, whatever you have to do to get that start of your day, to just bridge it with faith. Mm-hmm. you start off with that mm-hmm. and then all these traumatic experiences like even I'm thinking back when I went through that and how difficult that time was mm-hmm. I was alone and because it feels lonely right you went through something you feel lonely mm-hmm. you're like oh god and then you think you know you're insecure everybody's looking at me like and and honestly people have gone through their own things so no one is really looking at you that hard or or they care but you know what I'm saying I won't say yeah. that okay yeah know what I mean so it starts with your faith you have to build that first because I feel like once you have a foundation of faith Mm 
everything else you do is going to be, you're not even going to be worried whether it's a disappointment or something else happens because that's going to start to build your trust as well. Your trust in yourself, mm -hmm. your trust in everything you do with other people. Mm -hmm. So that starts to build from faith. So you have to have a strong foundation of faith and you have to build a practice that incorporates faith every single day. I still do that. You, you ha it's continuous, right? For me, it's prayer and meditation. Mm -hmm. And actually during my workout, there's things I'm talking out in my head, but I'm working out. And then once, you know, I'm like trying to do this and kickboxing and all that stuff. And then it all comes out and I'm like, oh my God, that was such a great workout. Cause I got it all out mentally, mm -hmm. you, you know, whatever it is for you, but develop a habit of starting mm -hmm. with faith mm -hmm. and then move on from there mm -hmm. and continuous support, right? You need a strong support system. That to me would be the second thing. If I had like great friends, great family who just were understanding. And I had some that weren't so understanding. The ones that weren't, weren't so understanding, they could stay over there. The ones that are, those are the ones you go to. And and not saying abuse those relationships and continue, right. continue, continue. But what I am saying is there's a balance there, right? When you need to let something out, then let it out. Talk to someone, therapist, family, friend, Whoever that confidant is, God, if it's just you being alone and praying and praying really hard, do that. But you got to develop a consistent pattern of whatever that is going to be for you and be consistent. So that's what I would say. You know what? I love that. And the, the flip side of, of, or not even a flip side, but a benefit of being consistent and developing consistent, positive patterns like that is that that's a good indication when you when you're the patterns that you're doing to you know keep your mental health good if they're no longer working that can be an indicator that you need additional help and the rate and the reason why i say that is because you know my brother was killed in october 2018 so there was a, a lot of things that we needed to deal with you know on the, on the back end because it was it was suddenly it wasn't something that we expected it was suddenly it was sudden and you know i'm the oldest so i had to to stay strong and that affected me now i did take time once everything kind of like slowed down you know for a little bit i did take the time you know to really like kind of process my emotions if you will i took a month to like process my emotions but what i didn't realize was that it took it you know i needed to 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 take more time than that so the first like five or six months of 2019, I was just in this funk. And my my go-to routines, even the prayer meditation, I'm gonna be 100 with you guys. Yeah. Even with the prayer meditation, it wasn't working. And because my my normal go-to, because I created these habits and I created these patterns that always helped me to bounce back, because they wasn't working, I was like. I need to do something different. I need to pivot. I need to shift, right? Because my normal routine is not working. And that is completely okay. If you find yourself in that position, it is completely okay. You know, and I, at that time, I was just like, you know what? I need to go back to, to therapy. I chose to go back to therapy and that helped me out so, so much. And then I, you know, I started to clean up my diet. I found a, a detox, a herbal detox, 
where it cleaned out my system. And you guys, believe it or not, I'm still trying to, I'm still working to get him on the podcast. Okay, guys. So if y'all know Dr. Bobby Price, I'm gonna need y'all to hit him up on email <laughs> and say that you want him to be on a Living Her Truth podcast. Because his uh, his detox helped me out too because it cleaned out my system, right? So I think it was just a, a combination of different things because I had to think outside of what was normal for me. I had to think outside of my comfort zone. I had to think and do things differently. And because I was able to do that, I was able to break the mold and get back on track, you know, and uh, go to the conference. And, you know, and this happened right before we met. Like, I wow. went through this right before we met at that, you know, at that conference where I was speaking. So it was just, because I was just, I was not in the right headspace. I did nothing. I, I think having that speaking gig is probably what kept me in the game. Because it, I, I could have, like, easily just let AST go. But because I already signed the contract and I, you know, I, I'm, you know, I keep up with my commitments. I committed to be at this, at this conference. I was like, I got to do something different because I need yeah. to be on my A game. Cause I know I'm going to have a woman that's going to come up to me and, and share with me. And I need to be in my best, in the best version of myself. So that was my long way of saying having patterns and, and good habits and routine is good because that's, it can be used as a great indicator of when you need to pivot and shift and do something different. And I love that you're saying that, just to you know, piggyback on that, because mm -hmm. it changes with the seasons of your life. Yes. It's with the seasons of your life. Mm -hmm. So I might've worked out like a maniac before and that wasn't working for me, yeah. but I was, why isn't this working for me? And then once I changed just what, it's almost exactly what you said. Once I changed my diet, and started watching what I was putting in my body, it was a game changer. Yeah. And, and it, it affects your mental. I actually just posted just some post where I said fit body equals fit mind. And it's so, I live that. I, I was an athlete, I was a dancer. So I live that life. Like, yeah, if you're more fit and you're more also conscious of what you're putting in your body, that impacts your mind. So yeah, and that's gonna change with every season. You're gonna go through different things through different seasons of your life. And, and I love thing about that, being aware of that and being able to go, okay, I need to shift now because this is not working. You got to do that sometimes and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's completely okay. And I'm learning that too, even, you know, through uh, therapy, I'm, you know, I'm learning that even more so, you know, I knew that, but we yeah. have worked so well for so long, yeah. you know? And it's no longer working. I ain't gonna lie, I was in denial for a little bit that it wasn't mm -hmm. working. So I'm like, okay, I'm not trying hard enough. And it's mm -hmm. just like, no, Key, you just need to do something different. Right. And that doesn't mean that I just stopped with the with the routine because I still have a routine. I still have those those good habits, you know. I just like added some onto it, just pivot and just shift it. Exactly. That's it. That's exactly. it. Cause I was in a new season, in a new season right. of life. So Yep. So yeah, but friend, this was amazing. I know Thank this is so much. I can't believe I almost cried. I'm like, oh my god. Well, you know, I tend to bring bring the best out of people. I tend to bring <laughs> the kids out of people. <laughs> like, am I on Oprah? Like, what is happening right now? Oh my god! Like, really? But, yeah. but no, no, but. Thank you so much.
so much. I'm, I'm going to say thank you for, for the listener who's not going to say thank you. I'm going to say thank you for her for sharing that because I know somebody is going to need to hear that and that's going to fall on somebody and it's going to release them and it's going to be the thing that they need to hear for them to pick up the phone and make that phone call because somebody has been battling it and too afraid to make the phone call because they're scared that somebody's going to judge them or say something. Maybe they're even scared that their kids are going to be taken away from them. I don't know, but I just pray that this, your story is the confirmation that they need to get the help that they need. Yes, me too. Help is different from what their inner circle is used to, you know? Exactly. Uh, You got to, to see what works, right? You got to try something new if you want new results. We always say that. So reach yeah. and go for what you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Whew. But this was a great conversation. But before I let you go, okay, just two, uh, two, more, two more questions. So give us a book or audible recommendation because you know I'm addicted to audible. Give us a book or audible uh, recommendation that you've re- either read or listened to that has impacted your life in a positive way. Um, I like the memo. Uh, it's a book by, I want to say, I want to say her name is Minda Hart. Minda or Nina? Minda, M-I-N-D-A. Okay. Okay. You definitely have to check, check that one out. Yeah. So last question. When describing the meaning of living your truth, okay, what is your third word when you hear these two words put together? All right. Those words are self-awareness, purpose, and self-love Ooh, mm-hmm. self-love. I feel like self-awareness is, is different from self-love because self-awareness to me is you're aware of like things that you do and and how you're impacting others and you're aware of feelings and compassion but self-love is what brings us to what we talked about self-worth yeah I love that that's a that's a great combination and you know self-love also um helps you to again affect every area of your life Katrina thank you so much girlfriend okay family let's take a second for a moment of truth how many times have you done something bought something or jumped into a relationship regardless if it's platonic or romantic just to build yourself up and then at the end of the day you feel even emptier than ever before If that was you at some point, or if it's you right now, just go ahead and nod your head. Just nod your head slightly. Then hear me when I say this. It is okay. You are not counted out, and God is still using you. If you're making decisions based on insecurities, it's not too late for you to stop and turn things around. You just have to ask for help. And then not beat yourself up for making those decisions. Because at the end of the day, God's plan will be done, is done. And you're still included in his plan. And I really need you to know, believe, and understand that. Because there is someone waiting on you to walk into your purpose so they can receive their blessing. And next week, I'm going to sit down with a sister friend who has literally inspired me to leave my mark on this world every single day, no matter what's going on around me. 
she inspires me to leave my world, my mark on this world. And she encourages me to do this in a way that no one else can. And it's from a place of health and wellness. It's from the health and wellness perspective. And in my coaching programs and in my online master life classes, I teach, you know, my sister clients all the time how to align their health with their purpose for true fulfillment. Because if you want to experience true happiness, true joy, and true fulfillment, then you must be in alignment with your purpose in every area of your life. You are not one-dimensional. Your purpose is not one-dimensional. And we must get in alignment with every aspect of our life. And on next week, we're going to focus on the health awareness area and perspective. And this is going to be, oh my goodness, this, this is not going to be your typical conversation about health and wellness as far as, you know, calories in minus calories out. Like not one time, oh, I don't even want to give it away, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you anyway. In this conversation, not one time did she tell us to you know <laughs> eat less carbs or eat less fat or or eat more protein in order to get our health under control not one time and we had like a 40 minute conversation not one time you guys so if you want to know how you can align your health awareness with your purpose so you can get up feeling great every day and have the motivation to leave your mark on this world by operating your purpose, right? Without having to just technically like zone in and only focus on the food that you put in your mouth, then I need you to come back next week for my conversation. Definitely come back next week. So family, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast every week. If you need support on your self-awareness journey, please head on over to LakeishaWater.com forward slash coaching for more information on how we can work together and I can be a part of your support team. Also note that all Audible recommendations are linked in the show notes and you can try Audible for free. So make sure to click the link below. Please remember to leave a five-star rating, a comment, Share with everybody you know across all your social media platforms. Family, because as you know, I set a lofty goal to touch 1 million hearts within the next two years. And I can only do it with your help. So please remember to download each episode, share, and talk about living her truth with everyone you know. I appreciate you. My heart is filled with so much gratitude. Until the next time we talk, Always remember that you are enough and your truth is beautiful.